God's people on today's show, it's the return of the purpose pusher. But this time I have the honor to be joined by friend and co-host of the show, Lavelle Neal from Quarantine with Lavelle. We have a conversation about getting in your bag. That's right. You don't want to carry the burdens of this world, but you definitely want to figure out how to get in your bag. And the purpose pusher does just that. Get in my bag. Takes a minute to get there as we set up this conversation, but you better sit back, relax, and enjoy. Ray, inspiration. Now in session. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggle to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. It's hard to move forward without clarity. Look, matter of fact, when I think about it, it's actually just like frustrating, um, scary. <laughs> it's a lot of bad things um, that you can fill in the blank when you're trying to move forward without clarity. So the one thing I know is that you listening to this show is be, like because you want to go further in life, right? Regardless of what it is, it's like whether it's in your career and you like, you know, hit a, a slump and you're trying to figure out like, I don't know where I like what I want to be when I grow up, so to say, um, or it's a business idea, an entrepreneurial creative venture that you like, man, I always had this gift and I'm scared to like jump out and do it, right? That's why you listening to this show is because you want to be guided to your purpose. Our job here is to help provide clarity because what I've learned is like we all want to move forward and sometimes we start moving forward without clarity and we put ourselves and sometimes everybody else in danger. Let me be super specific about this. A couple weeks ago, uh, me and Tiff was driving and we hit this patch of fog. And I thank God this only lasted for like a quarter mile. It was actually really weird, but it was, you know, dark outside. We was on like a little uh, two-lane highway type vibe. And I'm like, dang, when we got to that patch of fog, like if I'm just being real, because it wasn't clear, like our vision was disrupted. It was like, yo, like you had a sense of like, let me slow down. Let me put both hands on the wheels. Let me make sure because, look, it's cars coming at me. Again, we're on a two-lane highway. Everything was cool when I had clarity and I could see where I was going. But the reality was once you took that clarity away, it really kind of made everything uncomfortable, right? That's how some of us have been going forward in our life without clarity. We just keep trying stuff. You keep doing new things and you wonder like, man, why this ain't working or why do I like I thought this was going to be the solution. I thought that was going to be the solution. And the reason is because sometimes we never step back and just got clarity before we moved forward. So we were moving forward, trying, thinking we were doing the right thing and our purpose and our gift, but we were doing it on foggy roads. And so ultimately, when you do that on a foggy road, like 
it could be dangerous to your future, to your family. All right, what do you mean to my family future? Let's just take the example. Uh, this is something I hear a lot about, like spouses. It's very hard sometimes for spouses to get on the same page. You'll have one person that's a dreamer, and a lot of times the, the other person isn't. That seems to be how a lot of relationships are, and that's cool. That's opposites attract, they say, right? Well, what happens is if you're the dreamer and you got all, and look, I'm talking to the creatives, to the dreamers, because y'all are the ones likely listening to this show. It's probably not your spouse. You're probably the one that is chasing something, chasing great, right? Quote, unquote, shout out to Toya and chase great enterprises. So my point is you're probably the one that is trying to get to the next level in something. And maybe your spouse is the one that's just chilling. It's like, oh, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I do what I do, right? And that's nothing wrong with that either. But here's where sometimes we as the dreamers and the creatives go wrong. When we don't have clarity, we push our dreams forward at the detriment of our family. So it's like, hey, I want to invest in myself, right? I want to invest in my business. And you take money, you take like bill money or something, like money that was supposed to have another purpose. Because you, ha you haven't created clarity around your finances, clarity to get your, your, your husband or your wife on the same page as you, clarity even into why you're investing in yourself other than just the feeling. I got the feeling. Some of, we all got a feeling. You know what I'm saying? That's how it is as a creative. You got the feeling. It's like, woo, I feel good. But what happens is you go out and you make a bad judgment on an investment you take let's just use a, a an arbitrary number you take two thousand dollars and that that was really supposed to go towards some you know some bill that y'all had or let's call it not even that a trip that you and the spouse were gonna take you took it being hasty and ambitious like ah, i'm gonna put it on this the problem is you didn't have clarity around that investment you didn't do your homework right so you were really driving down a foggy road and just grabbing money and then the investment goes bad, now your spouse, like, borderline hates you, right? That's an, that's an example of trying to move forward without clarity. What clarity and finding your purpose is about, it's about aligning all of these things as you move forward. Uh, me and Toya had a conversation on the show a couple of weeks ago, like, try, stop trying to do things for your family and do things with them. Like, because when you're doing something for someone, sometimes it's what you want to be doing for them, not really what they want. But when you're doing something with your spouse, what happens is you know that this is what we both want. Clarity. Hey, I'm investing in Inspire God's people. Hey, you support Inspire God's people. I believe in Inspire God's people. We have clarity around where the investment is coming from. Guess what? We still going to take that trip. Oh, yeah, you still going to get those shoes. Yep. The, the water bill is still paid. All right, we agree that this is the money that we're taking for this specific purpose. And that's the what. And we also agree that we're doing this. Why? Because this is my purpose. This is what the Lord has led me to do. And, it, and we both agree that it's actually helping a lot of people, right? Doesn't matter at this point what the return on the investment is because maybe the return on this investment is just to continue to help the people. So therefore, when we invest, oh man, there you go, $2,000 invested towards this cause that we were aligned on and we have clarity. There's no fog into what we're investing to, into why we're investing into it. And then what happens is you execute it and bam, you still did all the other things and you're happy. 
Or if you fail, right? Which a lot of times, like failure is a part of success. But what I've learned is it's not even really failure when you have clarity because you have already done a risk assessment. So you knew that whatever level of failure was an option to fail. So bam, there you go. Now y'all moving forward. Let's say y'all hit y'all worst case scenario failure, but because y'all had clarity around what that failure was, she don't hate you. He don't hate you. Y'all on the same page. As dreamers, we make the mistake of trying to push forward because we got that feeling. Oh, baby, I got that feeling. You know what I'm saying? You moving forward because you got the feeling. You feel inspired. You look, and I know, like, I wanna, I wanna trigger those feelings, but I wanna do it in purpose with clarity. That's what we do here at Inspire Guys, people. And uh, that was what was on my mind today as the initial thought of the day. But we're gonna have an amazing show. I got my homeboy Lavelle Neal coming on uh, to co-host today's show. He's gonna take the show to another Lavelle. You don't wanna miss that conversation. Uh, me and Lavelle haven't talked all year. Um, you know, we've talked as friends, you know, but I mean, like, as far as like a deep discussion and, uh, having him on the show, this is his first feature of 2021 more to come there. So you don't want to miss this conversation. It's going to charge you up. Like we might, I think, cause we ain't talked in a while, probably just in the beginning, catch up, you know, uh, what's going on. And then it's gone. I got the feeling. Uh, mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got a feeling. But a couple of other things I want to talk to you about really quick. Um, look, we're continuing to develop resources um, that are really uh, taking the topics that we discuss on this show um, and really building some some how to and some step by step, um, you know, uh, outlines for you to really go after your purpose. So we're really now going like we're expanding on what you hear here weekly. You're not going to start having PDFs and playbooks that you can go in and reference for the show and say, okay, I want to be inspired, how to be inspired. Here are the five steps. Here's the framework that we're building. So we're developing those resources. Um, I'm probably a couple of months away from having that done. I don't know. Um, there's a lot of work to be done there, but the framework is in place. And the second thing is I have new music coming that I'm super excited to share. I recorded and wrote three songs over the span of what two weeks the start of this year with my producer uh Darrell Red Campbell Jr. as always I've been working with him for a decade now um on music and so we got three new songs coming out they're going to be available on you know Apple Music Spotify Amazon Music all of the places where you listen to music all you have to do I would say do it right now add J Will Music to your playlist that's J-W-I-L music it's all one word. That's the artist name that I go by. You can hear my entire portfolio of music. And I'm looking to hopefully, uh, hopefully, release these three songs on my birthday that's in a couple of weeks. Um, the project is entitled The Inspiration. I will tell y'all what that really means um, coming up in the next week or two. But yeah, excited about new music. Thank you to everybody who has been rocking with my music. I got a lot of people like in Sweden and Australia um, and in Asia who really been rocking with my music and I don't know who in those countries they do a lot of shazamming of the songs like I never even had that before last year where people were shazamming my music but that's pretty cool so thank you to the people around the world who are listening to my music more and more 
And if you haven't heard my music, what's wrong with Song, y'all. God is good. That's it. That's all I got for today, Doc. All right, man. Thanks for uh, coming on. It was good talking to you. And... <laughs> What's going on, man? Oh, not much, man. Not much. How are things with you, sir? I'm cool, man. I, actually, today is one of those days where you ever, you know, I could be a clumsy person at times, so. Um, I feel like I might make a mistake. <laughs> I, 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 I just, I don't know. It's just like some days I'm like, bruh, like, no, you know, the weird thing about me is I'm super clumsy, but I have cat like reflexes. So I would drop something and catch it before it hit the floor. Um, that's like a weird, you know, gift and curse, I guess. Mm, well, we have cats and our cats are clumsy. So, <laughs> Well, there you have it. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> what's up god's people man I, I i i've been enjoying the show man i really really have it has been a blessing to me and thank you so much for being one of the sponsors for my show quarantine with lavelle i appreciate that and uh we got a nice advertisement up for you and hopefully people are more people are coming over to check out inspire god's people yeah um well, yeah, you know, I was hoping to be able to get a discount um, on the sponsorship. If I'm being real with you, um, it's getting a little expensive, bro. Your prices are um, through the roof. I don't know um, who you think you are, actually. But no, man, tell the people a little bit about your show real quick before we get started, you know, and let them know where they can find you at. And, you know, hopefully they've been checking it out and, uh, you know, talk yeah. about your show. Definitely, man. It's called Quarantine with Lavelle, and it airs live every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Kneel Down Productions Facebook group page as well as the Kneel Down Productions YouTube channel. And uh, I do have to thank you for that. And I've told this testimony before, but, you know, that, that episode that you did back when the pandemic first started, I thought I was about to sit around and just catch up on all, every movie on Netflix and you said, you know, it would be a shame if we just let this pandemic in and we don't have anything to show for it. So that prompted me to get to moving. So I, I did quite a few things. But one of those things was I started quarantine with Lavelle. And I went back and I was like looking at some of the previous episodes and I could see the growth. It was kind of like when you go back and look at like maybe the first season of Martin or one of your favorite TV shows. You know, the production value is, is, you know, it's okay, but as the show continues, it grows, and I'm seeing, like, a lot of growth, so I am absolutely loving it, man. That's dope, man. That's what it's all about, for real, and, um, you know, I'm a purpose pusher, bro. I'm applying pressure all year long. I've been telling people, um, you know, it's funny, we came into last year, you know, and, and obviously you were on that first show, and we talked a lot about you know, happy new day. And then I started talking about not, you know, leaving the pandemic empty handed. And it's yes. funny, like, all right, here's my whole thing. I actually like to keep score, not literally, mm. but figuratively, meaning 
I don't like to just say stuff. You know, like you go on social media, for instance, everybody talking. And that's cool, right? But I'm the kind of person uh-huh. that like I remember what you said. And then I want to go back mm. and be like, all right, so based on what you said, how did that play out? So I'm curious for you, outside of the fact that we know you started quarantine with Lavelle, you know, you were really on two pivotal shows um last year, you know, um, A, the New Year's show, but then the um the show with Darius where we where we talked about like, yo, like 2020 is not a bad year in, in that mindset uh-huh. change. So I actually just we and we haven't talked about this, but I just wanna ask you out even outside of the show, like I wanna keep score, hold myself accountable. Like, were those things did you see a change from that point of of like those pivotal moments, those shows, those conversations? Like, did you see a different outcome than maybe had you not started thinking of 2020, for instance, in a different way, um, you know, prior to the show? Oh, man, absolutely. So I'm going to tell off on myself a little bit. My wife and I were um, we were doing a Bible study a couple of weeks ago, and I don't even remember exactly what we were studying. But the the uh, the question came up about, are you are you a people pleaser? And I had to be honest with her. I was like, you know, sweetheart, I am. And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, I, I care so much about what other people think of me that sometimes it dictates how I act and how I respond to things. So I caught myself or I found myself saying 2020 was a bad year. And I, I remember when we did that episode, um, this was, it was before August. Yeah. Right. But it was after the pandemic hit. And I found myself saying, you know, I know 2020 has been a bad year or a rough year. But when you and Darius rebuked me openly in front of your entire audience. <laughs> and we're glowing. Domestic bro. and international. <laughs> yes, right? sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> it, it, it caused me to say, you know what? I don't have to say 2020 is a bad year because everybody else is saying 2020 is a bad year. Now, don't get me wrong. I actually know people that were close to me that did pass away in 2020. But guess what? There were people that were close to me that passed away in 2018. There were people close to me that passed away in 2012. You know, so for me to say 2020 was a bad year, it was almost like a, a almost like a slap in God's face. Like God really, really blessed me a lot in 2020. And I think what what you helped me with was to realize that it's okay to say, yes, God did bless me. Now I know the Bible talks about we, you know, we mourn with those that mourn. And and I did, you know, those who lost lost loved ones, I mourned with them. But that still did not make 2020 a bad year for me. And so I definitely appreciate you correcting me on that and pushing me out of that trying to be a people pleaser and make sure everybody agrees with me no everybody's not going to agree with me all the time and and that's okay so that that helped me out tremendously to be able to say because again you know the lord bless i i was laid off from my job in like mid-march and haven't worked since and God has blessed us. Every last one of our bills have been paid and we've had extra. So God has really blessed us. Our son was born in August of 2020, which was like one of the greatest blessings of my life. So I, I cannot say that 2020 was a bad year. 
Yeah, and, and and you know what you you said something, and again we haven't talked about this, so I had no idea how you were gonna answer that. I think it's actually important what you said. You know, you've identified something in yourself that is a flaw or a weakness, which we all have, and I really be wanting people to know when when they listen to this show. It's not that like I have everything figured out or like rah rah rah. I'm you know whatever, but you know, it's the fact that the, the things I talk about on this show, and I said this last week a little bit and when I went on my little tangent, um, you know, the things I talk about on this show are things that I've experienced or that my guests have literally experienced. Like we don't, like we talk about real life here. And one of the things that I've learned personally is that it's actually really good to identify flaws in your life versus just ignoring them. And they continue to build up. And you just said, like, you have identified that you kind of low-key are a people pleaser. And that might sound harsh um, to people or sound extreme, but it's actually super dope that you've identified it because that now you can become aware of it and start working on it. So when we're talking about a lot of these principles and things on the show, even last year when I challenged how you were thinking about 2020, it wasn't because... I'm so great and you're so horrible. When we talk about guiding people to their purpose, if I'm just being honest, I knew that the purpose that was in 2020 for you in order for you to get there and look, not just get there, but receive it with a grateful heart, you were going to need to change your mind about that. Of course, I knew your wife was pregnant. I knew your son was coming. And, and for me, it was like almost a little alarming, like, wait a minute. Here, God has given this man something that I know because we're close. I know is one of the greatest gifts of your entire life. And you're what, 70, 80 years old now. Um, <laughs> for, for, God, for God to be about to usher in one of the greatest gifts of your life and for you to feel pressured to say that something is bad because of everyone else's experiences, which are legitimate at the same time, right? We've acknowledged that. Um, uh-huh. I just, I was like, Ooh, it ain't no way in the world. You know what I'm saying? You could be about to experience one of the best days of your life, but the preparation in your mindset is that this is bad. So yeah, you know. Yeah. That- now what if, what if my son, your godson, 20 years from now, right? The year 2040 or 2041, he's going back. So let me listen to my goddad's podcast, right? right? And he's listening to that episode when I say 2020 was a bad year. You know, that could affect him, right? Yeah, a, a month <laughs> he before could be he like, was born. Oh, wow. <laughs> right, wow. So the year I was born was one of the worst years of my dad's life? Come on, wow. <laughs> No, that's, that's powerful, bro. So, yeah, I, I think it's... It, it, look. As we, you know, what, this is episode 109. And as I talk about these principles and concepts, I just really want people to know I'm not talking out of the side of my neck. The guests, the co-hosts like yourself are not talking out of the side of their neck. That's why we're going back and revisiting conversations and thinking through, because it's really important that the things we say every week, like we could keep score. I'm talking to people. I'll ask people that listen to this show, like, you know, hey, what's going on? What you doing? I, I follow their businesses on social media um, and I'm going to start featuring more people to talk about some of their experiences because I'm seeing a lot of people. And again, I'm just, I know that the show at 
is playing a part because people are telling me that, not because I'm making it up. And I think it's important to call that out because for me, man, to see people like you, you started a show. I'm seeing people start businesses. I'm like, yeah, that's what that's what this is about, guiding you to your purpose. So, no, that's dope, man. So uh, moving along from that. You know what? What else is going on, man? Like, what, what you what you want to kick it about today? I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a pass it over to you and and see where you take us and um you know hopefully it's somewhere <laughs> good because I, I don't trust you at all. <laughs> all right. So one thing I was thinking about earlier today was you know my son, right? He just turned five months old, but I'm going back a couple months. He was about two months old at the time and. Um, so, so well, let me say this real quick. I, I, it has been an absolute blessing with me being laid off from work because I actually, my wife went back to work. She works from home, but she's working. So I actually get to spend the entire day with my son, man. That, is, that, that, should, that should make Meech smile. I know if, if Brother Meech is listening, I'm sure he's smiling. He's like, you know, I know that's like one of his heartbeats there, you know, being a father and being there. So being able to just spend this amount of time with my son. Had I been working, I would not have. I would be at work most of the day and then coming home tired, trying to play with him before he go to sleep, you know. So I, it's, it's truly, 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 truly a blessing. But one thing that he did, that he used to do, and he, I guess he still kind of does it now, was when he was about two months old, he would try to hold his own bottle. So I'll be getting him together, trying to put the bottle in his mouth, and he's trying to move my hand out of his way to make sure he gets this bottle. But the bottle was too heavy for him to hold. He wasn't able to hold the bottle, but he kept, kept trying. He kept on trying, kept pushing my hand out the way, like, I got this, I got this, right? And I just thought that was really, really funny. And I thought about how we sometimes as Christians try to take on way more than we should. You know, the Bible talks about us casting our cares on the Lord because he cares for us. But I think a lot of times we knock his hand out of the way and say, nope, I got this. I got this. I got this. I can do it. And God is like, let me help you. Let me help you at least until the point where you can get to where you can handle it, because now he can actually hold his own bottle. So I let him hold his own bottle. But when he couldn't, obviously, I wouldn't. Man. That's deep, man. I guess this is a deep conversation. Um, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. But I, you know why I think that's relevant is because right now with everything that's going on in the world. So let's go back to the example that we just used with how you were almost feeling that pressure, right? And I, I don't want to speak for you. You attached it to being a people pleaser. But, you know, we know the rest of the world, the way they, are, they were framing up everything was like, it was like you... There was a few months where if you weren't mad, upset, hurt, depressed, like in expressing that publicly, it was almost like, yo, like people were applying that pressure. Like, no, this ain't the time to be happy. Um, I remember just mm. making certain posts on Instagram last year, you know, being about being inspired about doing what God had co continued to call me to do. And it, it was like really low responses. Um, I, I saw that. I'm just being real. It was a point last year that I was like, man, like I was almost doubting what I was doing because everybody else, again, like was 
applying that pressure of you have to feel this negative way, right? And what uh-huh. ends up happening is you can get caught up into like into that and and now you're taking on too much. So because the world is telling me to be negative, now I'm uh-huh. taking on all of the burdens of, you know, the civil rights era and the like the whole history. And I'm look, no judgment to nobody. I'm just speaking for myself right now. I'm like, uh-huh. bro, I can't handle that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not Dr. Right. King. Um, I that that exactly. is not my life experience. Um, like I th- that's not even how I resolve issues. I don't go back in the past and keep peeling up and peeling up wounds to go forward. And I and I'm just being real. I, I've seen people go crazy on social media for two weeks straight, like just going crazy. Ah, ah, ah racism, uh, politics, ah, president, ah, vote, all this, right? And then I've watched uh-huh. them same people three weeks, three weeks later make a post like, "Ooh man, I've been I'm out of it lately, and things are bad." Uh-huh. And I'm like, they're not making the connection. That you're carrying all these burdens of the world, and and here here's the thing, and I'll pass it over to you. You're carrying these burdens as if Christ doesn't exist. Mm. Wow. Wow. That was your that was your cue to say something. I was giving you space. Oh, <laughs> I didn't ah. wanna, see. Look, look. Let me say this now. I was checking my phone. I thought I lost the signal. Listen, see, this is look for anybody out there listening now. um, This is this is the problem. So so look look look. Now this is super sidebar, but I gotta say this right. You know, as I you know what I started interviewing people um, about Mm -hmm. nine months ago now, like sometime during the pandemic, that was one of the elements I added to the show. I had a couple of in studio interviews here and there. But I really started, um, you know, because because of the fact I couldn't bring people in studio to the pandemic and things. I had to, like, upgrade my studio, give some access to these phone calls and things. And I started interviewing a lot of people I don't know. And when you're talking to people you don't know um, and I think I've gotten better. But the tough part about interviewing is like knowing when to jump in and out. And everybody, yeah. everyone has a different <laughs> talking cadence. So, like, one of the things like you talking and you trying to like it's like playing double dutch. And so that's something I have been working on, um, just trying to improve, like, you know, because I can I can cut people off sometimes and things. But here's the thing about you. Now, I'm just talking to you. Now, we used to talk a lot more. We haven't done this in a while. But talking to you, you're, you have this thing. If people go back and listen to all the shows that you were on, dog, you mm-hmm. have this thing where you would, you, I don't know if you about to say something or not. It's like, so sometimes I cut you off because I be thinking you were about to do what you just did. Like, you'll just say, wow, and be quiet. Sometimes you say, wow, and expound. So that right there was me trying to be the new and improved Jay will and give you time to talk to him. And then you just left me hanging so bad. So well, let, let, let me say this. <laughs> literally, what happened there? So I'm in my basement, and my signal isn't the strongest down here. So I literally thought you got cut off. So I walked over to go have my ear earbuds in, and I went over to my phone. And I was like, "Huh, the signal is still here." But I thought I had lost the signal. Oh, you're cut. Yeah, that's all. That's all. Another deep conversation right there, guy. 
thought you lost the but no, no, okay. So, so what you said was really, really good. But I will say that I want to encourage you. I think you have been, in your own way, helping people through the issues that we've been going through, like even the race, race, racism, and all that stuff. One thing that I wanted to make sure that I did um, back when all of the the George Floyd, all of that stuff started happening and everything was kind of blowing up. One thing I wanted to make sure that I did on my show is I wanted to help give some practical answers. So one thing I kept hearing people say was they were talking about finances, right? They were talking about, you know, racial injustice. So I started bringing guests on to deal with those types of issues. But one thing I will say about Inspire God's People is if we follow the principles that you're laying out on your show, we can get to where we need to be in God because the Lord has really, really blessed you with some amazing guests, some awesome, awesome, powerful topics. And I think if we just, if we just live by what the word of God says, right. And that brings me to this scripture. Let me pull it up. Uh, I think it's first Peter chapter one. Nope. First Peter chapter two, verse two, and this is the NLT. It says, like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. And that's what I think about, and I, and I think that kind of goes hand in hand with my son, you know, he needed that milk, but he was trying to take it on himself, right? And it's kind of like us. Like, we're trying to figure out what do we do about the, 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 the racial injustice? What do we do about the pandemic? What do we do? What do we do? And God is allowing us this spiritual milk that's coming from you. And if we just accept that and take that spiritual milk, then I believe that God has already equipped us, right? Ephesians chapter four talks about equipping the saints for ministry, you know? And so I, I think your show actually does that. If we focus on those things, then we'll be able to navigate through this pandemic, through the, the racial injustice and everything else that we're going through. So definitely, definitely I applaud what you're doing with Inspire God's People. No, I appreciate that, man. And, and honestly, I, you know, I, I really wasn't talking about people who listen to the show. I'm, I was talking about people who don't listen. Like I'm uh -huh. talking about the people on my timeline. I'm like, oh yeah, you need to be, uh -huh. you need this. Um, but no, I'm joking. Um, the the reality of it is, um, that you know, and that is what I've tried to do. What I what I've tried to do, and I'm continuing to try to do, is focus on the principles um, that are biblical and not the uh -huh. current events themselves. And the reason that I feel that way is because I actually do feel that things like depression are real. I'm not a professional, you know, I'm not um, a doctor or a psychologist or a therapist or anything like that. And I probably will get some on the show um, this year, but I do believe that those things are real. And I think sometimes people take on um, natural things that impact them spiritually. So, mm -hmm. One of the reasons I'm not just jamming everyone's memory and in, in, in mind with those topics is because I know that they can get that from CNN and Fox and whatever else and the Washington Post. Right. And if you're getting that all day, what's happening is you're getting emotionally charged. And it's kind of like an energy drink. Like if you drink too many energy drinks, right, 
what ends up happening is you have a lot of energy in a short amount of time, and then you do something that they call crash. And so it's like a lot of us are crashing like after like after the news goes off, after you after you in the bed and the social media is off. Like we got all the energy in the world when we posting about this stuff and we protesting. And then when it's going off, we're secretly and silently suffering with all of these mental and um, spiritual and like this stuff is real psychological because you cannot carry the weight of the world. That's God's job. Absolutely. It's God's job. Um, I was thinking about uh, Jesus, right? When Jesus came, the Jews were in bondage, right? They were under captivity and uh, to the Romans, right? So they were thinking that when the Messiah came, now if you go there, you read the Bible through in chronological order, and that, that right, it, it really, really helped me tremendously to see the story unfold. But whenever they would go into slavery, whenever God would allow them to go into slavery, he always would send a deliverer to come and get them out. But when they got out, um, physically, they still were bound spiritually. Yeah. Right? There's one of your songs, and it's, it slips my mind now. Uh, it was about the shoes. Uh, oh, Walk in My Freedom. Yes. Yes. Okay. So there, there's, a, there's a verse in there where you talk about being in a jail cell. I can't think. It's literally just slipped my mind. Yeah, that, that song <laughs> course, is from like on the air. 2011, so I have no idea what I said. Hey, t- hey a decade. Glory to God. Yes, sir. <laughs> but I don't think I can get that, and uh, maybe you could post it on the um, on the link to this particular podcast. But you talked about being free, right? Walking in your freedom, right? But I always say this, and you alluded to it in the song, oh, that go ahead. you can be free uh, physically, but yet bound spiritually, or you can be free spiritually, but bound physically. So the question is, which one would you rather be? Right? Yeah. Uh, of course, I would rather be free spiritually because if you're free spiritually, it doesn't even matter about the physical. So when Jesus came, they thought the Jews thought that the Messiah was coming to set them free physically. But he wasn't. He was coming to set them free spiritually. He had already set them free spiritually several times, and they kept getting back in the same predicament. So God said, well, I'm going to free them spiritually. That is what we need. You know, when we go back to look at the civil rights movements of the, of the 50s and the 60s, right, we, we look at it, and there was a famous pastor who kind of ended up falling off, so I won't say his name, but he made a statement. He said, whenever God tried to bring a revival to the black church, they always ended up turning it into a civil rights movement. So I think we have to be very, very careful to allow God to deal with us spiritually and then let that dictate where we go naturally as opposed to doing it the opposite way, which is what most of us do. We try to handle this racial injustice physically and and naturally as opposed to dealing with it from a spiritual sense. A free man doesn't live in a cell and walking around in handcuffs. That wouldn't be freedom. That's what yes. I remember. Yes, sir. That's it. A free man. <laughs> does, and, and and when you think about that, right, like you, you really said something. So I want to progress the conversation, but stay on point with the principle. So because um, I want to use an example um, that maybe I, like what I like to do is parallel examples. So I know like 
you know, we're talking about the racial and racial injustice and all the, the pandemic and all the pressures of the world over the last year. But I, but what I want to challenge people to do is like, like, let's look at it with something else. Let's look at something uh-huh. as simple as like poverty. Right. Um, uh-huh. I grew up in poverty. Um, I'm not really ashamed of it. Um, not going to say I'm proud of it. Right. But I, I've learned a lot through like my journey has really been, you know, from from poverty to corporate America and, you know, entrepreneurship. Like that's really what the journey that I've gone on. And so when I look at that, just based on principle, right, if if I was in poverty as a child and my parents had poverty and my grandparents had poverty, but so and, and I wanted to exit poverty, like if so, if the goal was exit the current situation, right? Now, there mm-hmm. may be a, a need, it may be very necessary for me to understand the history of, you know, how I got to where I am and, and the things that have gone on. But my question becomes with anything, how I balance, you know, remembering what happened and holding on to what happened is mm-hmm. going to impact how far forward I can move. And so... Mm-hmm. I don't know. What if every time, you know, I, I made a thousand dollars that got me closer to, to being above the poverty line. Like I put all of my effort and energy into what happened, you know, 50 years ago, 60 years ago with my grandmother. Well, it's like, well, all the energy that I just put into going back stopped me from taking a step forward. Again, I'm not saying it is, I, I do think that it's necessary to understand, to respect, to honor what happened. Uh-huh. But for me, uh-huh. at some point, right, even when you think about salvation, like when you when you think about like, OK, what the Bible talks about being made new, you're a new creature in Christ. Like everything about salvation is about being new. So if uh-huh. we hold on to the old things, our old sins, uh-huh. like our old, our past, like if we hold on to those things, how can we ever receive the redemption of Jesus Christ? That's a principle that I live by. That's a principle that I believe in. I'm not saying I execute it perfectly, but I genuinely believe like I'm seeing people who are going further back than they are forward. And I'm like, well, I know what happened when my grandma was a baby. I'm like, I get it, but I can't relive her life. I can't relive my parents' life. I need to go and create a new path. And that's what concerns me is that um, just in general, I'm not speaking about no topic in particular. I'm speaking generally across all the topics I've seen that have come across our news and social media feeds over the last year. I'm seeing that people are going, they're taking so many steps back that they will never meet the future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. There's a, another passage. I can't think of where it is right now. It may be in your favorite book in Philippians, where he talks about forgetting those things that are behind you, right, and pressing forward to what's ahead. And that's what we're called by God to do. 
forget the things behind us. And, and of course, like you said, you know, we, we, it doesn't, we can't forget, right? So that's obviously not what it was saying. Like wipe it from your mind, you know, and act like it never happened. But we're not to dwell on those things, the things that are in the past. We're not to dwell. We can learn from them. We can use them to move forward. But if we are literally dwelling there, then we're, we're stuck in the past. And he says, behold, all things have become new. Yeah, you know what? And I look, man, it's this is this is actually a this really is a deep conversation as we talk about carrying burdens that, you know, taking on too much. And, and, you know, we know that God wouldn't put more on us than we can bear. And then people might, you know, be like, well, why is all of this on me? And it might be because you picked it up like he ain't put mm. it like this. The, the whole point that we talking about right now is that it's some stuff that you carrying. That God didn't give it to you. And, and like, if you, anybody, you know, I, I used to travel quite a bit before COVID. Um, but anyone who travels a lot, like, like for me, I'm big on functionality. So I will buy everything I need. Like I'll buy the right, um, cordless earbuds. I got the right, like shoulder bag. Like I, like Mm -hmm. how I carry things is important because when you traveling and you going through airports, um, I give you an example. I bought this one piece of luggage called, um, man, it was something like a sky bag. I for, I forgot exactly what it was called, but this was last year. I bought this bag and, um, it was for, it was like a garment bag for your suits, right? Like okay. it, it's, it's supposed to make it to where your suit don't get wrinkled. Sometimes when I'm traveling on business, I might have to have a suit on. And it's like, I hate trying to figure out how to package it and, and carry the baggage. Man, this thing, like, in theory, sounds amazing how it wraps it around your luggage. I carried that thing to Washington, D.C., and when I tell you, Lavelle, this was the most uncomfortable piece of luggage I ever ever (laughs) carried in my life. I could not wait to get home to send it back for a refund. And the whole point was that it wasn't, it didn't feel right carrying it. And, and, and the point I'm making is that some of us are walking through life carrying things that don't feel right, but we won't put it down. We won't take it back. And in and, and the way, like the way I believe the Lord designed us is like some of us are meant to do some things and others are meant to do others. So like maybe you can like maybe you are Martin Luther King part two. You get what I'm saying? Like maybe that's the gift uh-huh. God gave you. I'm not that like I'm, that's. That's not my that's not my call. That's not my purpose. My purpose is is to inspire God's people in this way. Not I'm not watching old movies, trying to relive them like I'm trying to do something I never seen before. And so my point is just that if you carry something that you weren't called to, it's not going to feel right. You know, I, I, first of all, let me, I I did not mean to go this deep. I'm so sorry. y'all. We didn't peel every layer. Somebody out there like, ooh, this is just too deep for a Wednesday. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I did not, you know, started off talking about my son uh, not wanting to hold his milk bottle or couldn't hold his milk bottle, but we, we went this way. And, and this is proof that me and Jay Will do not get together before the show and talk about it and what we're going to talk about. It just kind of, ha- our conversations literally just happened. Yep. So that's that's this is definitely proof of that, right? <laughs> the deepest show ever. <laughs> but 
that, that I think it's necessary. I do think it's necessary, and I, I truly pray that it's helping somebody because it's, it's helping me for sure. So hopefully it's helping somebody out there to realize that, you know, <laughs> we can, car, car, what's the word, compartmentalize things. You know, everything doesn't have to be in the big part of the suitcase, right? You could put your toiletries in their own little bag and put that at the bottom of the bag. Your toothbrush and deodorant don't have to be on the top of the suitcase. That's heavy. I'm not going to carry something that's not mine. That That's really what it, what it comes down to. And again, I'm, I'm still in the airport in my mind and I'm, I'm now picturing myself. I've arrived at my destination and I'm going down and I'm looking for my baggage to come around on the carousel. And when you look on uh-huh. that carousel, it's a lot of baggage on that carousel. And, uh-huh. but here's the thing. I'm only looking for mine. Like I got mm. my name on it. I know which style. The, I know the bag that I chose. Like, like I'm looking for my bag. And at the end of the day, if it, how crazy would I look if I was at the carousel in the airport grabbing everybody else's bag? I mean, I'm walking yeah. out with a hundred bags, and it's like, wait a minute, you gonna kill yourself trying to carry all these bags? Like, you need to put that back. That's not yours. The whole the the right. point that I'm making is. This world in the last year has been like a carousel at the airport. It's been a whole bunch of baggage. It's, I mean, all you got to do is turn on the news, turn on social media. It's going to be, look, you, you could be Martin Luther King, Nelson Mandela. You could be Malcolm X. You could be Bill Clinton. You could, like, right, everybody wants to be, like, everything. You could be George Bush. Like, it's like everybody wants to be triggered. Oh, I'm carrying every bag. And I'm just looking like, I'm standing at the carousel like, oh, no, no, that ain't mine. Nice bag. But that's not like nice bag. That's not mine. Okay, here we go. I got my little two bags, and I'm like, inspire God's people. <laughs> like, be creative, find purpose, be inspired. And um, I'll say this, and, and then I'll, I'll I'll let it go. I'll let you say you know whatever you want to say. And I don't I don't know if it's, there's another direction or if we just stay here, keep swimming in these deep waters. But for me, I learned something about myself last year. Like, I learned something new about me. Because it wasn't easy to stay on topic. It wasn't easy to ignore everything that was happening around me. It was challenging Uh sometimes to say, no, this is what God wants me to do. But last year, I learned that I can be focused. I learned that like, like if the Lord puts me on something, no matter who's telling me I should be doing what, because I saw family members lose, lose track. I saw like I saw a lot of people. It was everywhere. And my point to you, to anyone who's listening right now, is in order to get to the next level of your purpose, you are going to have to drown everyone else out except God. You're going to have to drown out every other voice. They're there. The voices are loud, they're powerful, and they are trying to apply pressure. But you are going to have to have the ability to have tunnel vision and be focused on the word of God in order to do what he called you to do. Yeah. So, so let me ask you a question. What if you're at the airport with the carousel going around and you see a bag that's, that's prettier than yours or in better shape than yours? Does that, does that give you the right to grab it? No, first of all, I don't want a pretty bag. You know, that's just, that, you know, that that's just, my bag ain't pretty. I got a black on black on black like that. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. No, I get the point. Um, no, to your point, if I see a Louis Vuitton or a Gucci bag, 
floating around that carousel and it looked better than my bag and you know it got more compartments that does not give me the right to grab it so because there's nothing in that bag that you need everything that you need is in your bag that's why you packed it because you knew what you needed so there's nothing in that bag that you need i remember my wife and i and i I, I got to ask her. I, I don't remember if it was our honeymoon or our one-year anniversary, but I remember we were at the airport and we were at the carousel and there was a bunch of people standing there and, all, like you said, all this luggage coming out. Some bags were nicer than ours. Some bags were were raggedier than ours, you know. But I remember we were standing there and all of our all the luggage was gone and people were grabbing them and going and going. And then next thing you know. It was just me and her standing there. <laughs> and no more bags. They wow. lost our bag, dogs. <laughs> you did not know how, how irritated I was. It's like, oh my God, we've been flying for hours. We got up early. We tired and ready to go to the hotel. And uh, no, it was our, I remember that it was our one year anniversary because I actually planned something that night. We flew out. On our actual anniversary, and we were we had dinner reservations, but it was a dress-up only place, and we had on shorts and a t-shirt, so we couldn't even go because they had uh, misplaced our bags. But they ended up finding them and getting them back to us at like three o'clock in the morning. We got a call, and they brought it to our uh, villa, and we got it. But the point is, like you said, it's all of these bags going around. Just grab your bag. You don't have to grab every single person's bag there and try to carry everything on your own. Grab your bag because what's in your bag is what you need. Get in your bag. Like, listen, this uh, <laughs> listen to what I'm saying, man. This is so good because at the end of the day, even thinking through this, it's like there are some things that are for you. Like, cause I, mm -hmm. cause here's what I think. I think sometimes, right, we glorify the things of the past. We see people who made an impact in history and we want to be them. We like, ah, that's what I grew up watching. I want to be that, you know, there's like every, every basketball player wanted to be like Michael Jordan. You get what I'm saying? He had the song, the commercial. Sometimes I dream that he is me like Mike. If I could be like Mike, it was like, no, get in your bag. The problem with, yeah. with some of us is imagine if Shaq wanted to be like Mike. The thing mm. is, no, there is something for you to be. And when we talk on this show about being guided to your purpose, that's the whole thing. I'm trying to guide you to your bag. Like, get right. in your bag. I want you to figure out what God called you to do. We're going to help you get there. But we don't want you with Shaq's skill set trying to play basketball like Michael Jordan because then you become less effective. Get in your bag. At the end of the day, Lavelle, wow. When y'all were at that airport, y'all had bags. So you have an uh -huh. identity. You have a purpose. God created you with a purpose. Sometimes we lust after other people's purpose because we think we don't have one. So we want they bag. Uh -huh. Get in your bag. Like, because, uh. look, when you get back, look, like you said, y'all bags got lost. That's like one of the most frustrating things ever. But 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 the yeah. best thing, like me and my wife, you know, we, we pack separately, right? She pack her okay. bag a certain way. I pack my bag a certain way. For me, when I get back to that hotel room and I've thought about everything that I need, 
I'm in uh-huh. my bag. I'm good. I got everything. You said it. Everything you need is in your bag. Get uh-huh. in your bag. Wow. Hey, man. I, I wasn't trying to cause no dead air there, but I, I don't know what else to say. That was that was excellent. And I, and I received that. <laughs> you know, I stay stay in your you know stay in your bag right you know you 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 pick up somebody else's bag they may have a brush in there but it's not your brush <laughs> that's yeah. somebody else's brush right? i don't want nobody else's brush on my head right that's why i packed my brush you got the wrong you can't fit their pants like like see that's what i'm saying like you're supposed to walk in your purpose get in your bag everything you need is in your bag And that's really, and I'm just being so real. This is what I learned about myself last year. I learned what my bag is. I'm like, yo, everybody else want to be Martin Luther King Jr. Jr. Everybody else want to be, you know, George Bush III. Like, everybody want to be a politician. Cool. I'm not mad at you. If that's your bag, get in your bag. But one thing I learned for sure, I learned last year, I know what my bag is. My bag is to guide to purpose. My bag is to inspire God's people. And every single thing I say, every single thing I do, it's in my bag. Like, I'm not in nobody else's bag trying to walk down their path. I, I love my grandma, my grandfather. I love what everybody else did. But when God created me, he gave me a bag. I'm in that bag. That's good, man. As you were saying that, I thought about David, right? Um, remember all his brothers were at war. They were at war with the Philistines, and he was out watching, you know, his sheep. And then he came to bring his brother some food, and when he got there, he saw Goliath challenging them. And he was like, who is this guy? And uh, it's like, he's challenging us. And he's like, I'll, I'll fight him. And they laughed at him. And he said, no, I'll do it. And he told him the story about when he, you know, he killed the the, the bear and the lion. He was trying to, and he, they let him. But remember, the king, King Saul, tried to give David his armor. But it was too. It didn't fit him. It wasn't his. Ooh. He couldn't go out there fighting in something that wasn't his. He took what he was used to, what was in his bag, which was a slingshot and five smooth stones. That's that was in his bag. He stayed in his bag. If he went out there trying to fight Goliath with Saul's armor on, we probably never would have heard about David. Ooh. Never would have heard about him. I wrote a song about it. Like the head, here it go. You're not supposed to fit in. God's people, the royal priesthood. Woo! Your light is not supposed to be dim. Like, and then the verse, look, Lavelle, the verse, like the same situation you said. The first verse on the song called The Difference on my project called what? Inspire God's people. It's in my bag. That first verse says, not better because I'm different, not different because I'm better. I'm just better different. Couldn't fit in if I tried to, and I tried to. They say they love me. They don't even know me. I was lied to. I stepped into the fitting room, tried on compromise, walked around, looked in the mirror. It was not my size. I look better in the armor of God. Your true religion is not my style. Each line means at least two things. So even when you figure it out, that's only telling half the story. I'm in my old tea, new tea. Put them both on. That's a testament to the wardrobe. I'm feeling cordial in a war zone with corduroy zone. I'll hand me a stone and tell Saul I'm not wearing his clothes. I'm wearing what's comfortable to me to go and slay the giant. I'm not supposed to fit in. Woo! 
yeah, you're not supposed to feel that. Uh, God's people, the royal priesthood, get in your bag. I'm trying to tell yes. you, it's in your bag. Like, do you realize how powerful what you just said is, Lavelle? That scripture mm. is powerful because, look, we got to stop looking at the Bible like some fairy tale book uh, of, of yes. like these, like, magical oh mate like mystical this happened this was a young man that everybody else remember i talked about applying pressure you got to figure out who you are when everybody else is telling you to get in somebody else's bag put on their clothes put on their armor do you have the ability to say nope i'm in my bag i know what i'm up against mm -hmm. I know it's a giant out there i know it's a pandemic i know it's racial tension i see it I'm not discrediting the enemy. I'm not discrediting what we're up against. But I'm telling you, I'm in my bag. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I love it. And I receive it. I receive that, man. I receive it. And, 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 and it alleviates pressure. Me knowing that I don't have to take on the world by myself, it's like a, a pressure off of my shoulders. I don't have to do everything. Just stay in my bag. That's all you got to do. And, and when you do that, the, the Bible talks about us being one body, many members. It's too mm. many arms trying to be legs. And it's like, bro, I'm not a leg. Like, <laughs> like you can't make me do that. It's people that want you. Like, like some people is like, no, talk about this or do that. Like, it's like, no, that ain't in my bag. Like, I'll tell you this, like, when, me, when, when you, when me and Tiff did the cruise um, in December 2019, when we did mm -hmm. the cruise, right, we, we thought about everything we would want to do, right? We looked at the entire agenda. This is me, me I'm super planned. My, my wife called me the plan man. Like, it's always mm -hmm. going to be a plan. I travel with a plan. Like, I, I, I'll tell you this. I knew we were obviously going to do a lot of swimming, a lot of beach activities. And one of the thing, one of the mistakes I'm, like I said, I'm more functional Lavelle. I, I like fashion, but I'm functional. So like me and Tiff, we were doing um, zip lining, right? We were in the Bahamas okay. zip lining and this couple walked up to us. I'll never forget. Cause it was so funny. This couple was the swaggiest. I mean, my man had on like, it, they look like Bahamas. Like they looked like they dressed for the fashion <laughs> side of like, ooh, they I mean, he was he was cold. He had on like the Gucci slippers and they, they were dressed to impress. She was fly, he was fly, right? But you know mm -hmm. why they were walking up to me and my wife? <laughs> to figure out where I got these Adidas water shoes from. Because wow. in order to get on the zip lining, you had to have certain type of shoes to do certain activities. So here's the thing. I put everything in my bag that I needed. It might not mm. be as sweet as what's in your bag. Like you might have, mm. you put in your bag for fashion. You wanted to look, I put in my bag function. I put in there, mm. yeah. Like, so now fashion is walking. You got the, you got the $350. Mine was only 60 but you're asking me where I got it from. I'm telling you people wow. of God, when you do what God called you to do, it will be people who on the surface, it seems like they're further along than you. And they will be calling you and asking you for advice because you are in your bag and you put in wow. your bag, God put in your bag 
everything that you would need. I already knew. I read all the little directions and all the little. See, I be reading a small print like, oh, you can't wear these. I'm like, I told Tiff, I'm like, we got to get water shoes. She was like, that's stupid. I don't want to get no water shoes. I, I was like, trust me. Do you know, dude, my wife thanked me when we got there. Cause it was like to get on the water slides and stuff. You either gonna be walking in rocks. I'm like, no, I want to be fly. I want some Adidas water shoes. And I'm like, yo. And I had the Adidas water shoes because it was in my bag. Wow. You know what I got out of that, brother? Nothing. That you and Tiff were the ones who brought COVID back with y'all in December of 2019. It is y'all. Y'all heard it here on Inspired God's people. That might. <laughs> The devil is a lie. Oh, my goodness, dude. You're going to have somebody unsubscribing to the show. No, 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 no. Me and my, me and my wife came back without a cough or a sniff. Um, hey, glory. But, yeah, we, uh, man, these uh, these these COVID tests, like, b- before we get out of here, I got to say this. We had um, we had got tested a couple weeks ago just because. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> so this... <laughs> This was my first time being tested. And uh, <laughs> I, we walked in there and uh, they had the diagram on the wall of how far the thing go back in your nose. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. So my wife chose, and, and they got the little percentages, like, all right, the one where they go like past your, like they go past the cliff of your nose. Yikes. That one is like 99% accurate, right? Okay. But, but, glory to God, they have one that's <laughs> 85% accurate that goes far oh. in your nose, but pretty much stops at like the point that you would consider the cliff if you're looking at the diagram. The other joint is okay. touching. The other one is like touching somewhere. It's touching your eye sockets or something. That thing going far. So, ah. so my, my wife wanted to get, you know, like, shout out to her. She wanted to get the 99%, boy. I'm like, well, you know what? I look at it like this. I'm around you all the time. You around me all the time. Mm-hmm. If you got it, I got it. If you ain't got it, I got it. So, look, you go ahead and do that one <laughs> since that's what you want to do. I'm not telling you to do it. I'm going to go ahead and get the 85%, boy. So, I got the 85% mm-hmm. joint. You know, of course, they both came back negative. But my thing was, like, bro, I didn't know they had to touch your brain to find out if you had COVID or not. In August, uh, remember my wife had COVID in March. And um, then I, I started, I, I felt it was like the beginning of August. I started, I was feeling kind of sick. I think I was getting a cold or something, but since my wife was was very pregnant at that time, she wanted she wanted me to go get a, a COVID test. And I, it had to be the 99% bad boy because <laughs> When that when that lady stuck that thing up my nose, when I say my left eye closed tight and yeah. tears came out, I was like, Woo, "What are y'all swabbing my brain?" Bro, like, let no, literally. When, on, according to the diagram, they definitely touched your thoughts. Like, I'm I'm looking at the diagram. <laughs> I asked, "Oh, girl," I'm like, "Yo, like, first of all, who made that up? Like, can we get right. can we get some doctors to get some like you?" Give me something like, you know how the iPhone just scan your face? Like, give me something that you don't got to dig completely in my nose. I'm like, man, dude. Like, yeah, so that was uh, that was super random. But um, I just, I thought it was worth saying, man. Like, um, 
you know, so so eighty five percent, I'm I'm good. Like, right. I, I passed with a B. I, I'm like, okay, how are they coming up with these percentages and, and where is it at? But no, nah, man. Um, this was dope, man. I, I appreciate you for sure, Lavelle. Man, it's good to um good to kick it. We got to have you back on the show, man. You know, I don't know, Toya. Toya been on a couple times. You got some competition out here. People love Toya. Um, you you used to be the only one, bro. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you right. got you got your little show. You got your wife. You got your your son now. You know what I'm saying? You got bigger, better things to do than inspire guys, people. I'm just letting you know openly that you know there's people out here applying pressure. So you know, you tell me if this is in your bag or not. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. No, it's de- definitely in my bag, man. I love your audience. I love being on the show. And uh, I definitely got to get back on. And and you're a frequent guest on my show, too. So we've been doing the book of Philippians. And we still got to do chapters three and four. So you'll Yo. be coming on my show sometime soon. And I'll definitely make sure I get back more often before Meech and Toya take my little spot. Yeah, yeah. they Your, your spot. They coming for your spot, man. Um, let <laughs> Do do you have the do you have the ability to share audio with me from those episodes? Because I think it would be dope uh, for me to share, if possible, some of the audio from our conversation. Not all of it, um, but the times that I've been on your show, so people can kind of hear what quarantine with Lavelle is about. Obviously, want them to check it out on um, the Neil Don Productions YouTube channel, um, as well as Facebook pages. Um, Neil Down N E A L um, Down Productions. And, um, you know, your show obviously is video, so that's a difference. So anybody who wants to see our faces, um, so if you're just nosy and you want to see what we look like, um, go ahead and check out uh, Lavelle's right. show, and hopefully we say something and he says something in his guest um, to keep you there. And I will tell you, like, Lavelle, it's, it's a different show than Inspire Guys People. Again, right? In his bag. This is my bag, you know, and that's his bag. And I think one of the beauties of the body of Christ is that there are different ways to approach these topics. So he has different guests. We've had a couple maybe uh, overlap, but very few. But um, so check out his show, man, and uh, show Lavelle some and, love. And, and that was on purpose. My wife said, my wife says, I listen to your show to try to steal your guests. <laughs> I was yeah. like, you know, uh, she just, you know, thank you for the support, sweetheart. Exactly. Well, she loves you and, and love speaks truth. Um, but no, no, thanks a lot, man, for joining the show. And uh, this was this was great. I know, you know, these last two weeks, I'm, I'm purpose pushing. Not like you you probably ain't caught up to last week's show yet. I know you're not. But um, I'm, I'm a purpose pusher. That's like, you know, like, um. This is like my um this is like my my Christian hood street name when I'm pushing purpose out here in these streets. I'm purpose pushing. You know, that's when I just I go that. in my bag and I'm like, I'm just somewhere else. I feel like I turned into purpose pusher two weeks in a row. And uh, I'm not gonna apologize because I keep telling people, Lavelle, I'm applying pressure all 2021. This year, all right, you know how last wow. year we said don't leave the pandemic empty-handed, right? Yes. This year, I'm telling everybody apply pressure now i gotta say this before we go um and feel free to chime in man we don't look <laughs> this is my show like i'm not on a time limit somebody could be done if they want to be done they can turn it off they like look i'm done i'm in the car i'm at work whatever uh you know pick it up later but i, I do want to i do want to um engage this just really quickly um hopefully you don't have to change a diaper or something right now um <laughs> really quickly you know pressure bus pipes we know that right like we that's mm-hmm. a, that's a saying that we've heard but I've been really thinking about that lately. Like, what does that really mean? What it means is that if you do something impactful consistently over a long period of time, 
eventually it will garner results. When, when you think about what pressure is, all it, so you might only be taking one step today. You might only be doing one thing today that seems minor if, if you look at it in a vacuum on its own. But when you accompany it with the fact that you took, a, did this a thousand days in a row, you did this 300 days in a row, then that's where pressure comes from. Consistency creates pressure. And so it's like, that's what my message of 2021 is to apply pressure, create, wow. find purpose, be inspired, apply pressure. Wow. Amen. I, <laughs> amen. And most of us don't like pressure, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure gold doesn't like the refiner's fire. Right. I'm sure coal doesn't like the pressure that it has to be under to create jewels. You know, so, you know, any anything great comes from some type of pressure. So the pressure that we are under is going to make us better men and women of God. Apply pressure. All right, man, go ahead and get to your family. Much love. All right, my brother. Appreciate you, man. God bless you. Inspire God's people audience, and I will be talking to you all soon. All right, man. Yeah. Thank you for listening to today's show. Now go and tell everybody that you may know. We serving inspiration like it's on the menu. We trying to guide you to the person that you meant to be inspired. You can learn it and become that. Ain't afraid to hit rock bottom because we from that. I mean, we got flaws, but we ain't stopped yet because we ain't ours. I mean, we ain't yours. We ain't from here, child of God. We got flaws, but we ain't from here because we ain't yours. I mean, we ain't ours, we ain't stopped yet, child of God. I mean, uh, yeah, I ain't from here, bro, yo, uh, uh.